Welcome to this presentation from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. We are located in the greater Los Angeles area at 9820 Lakewood Boulevard in Downey, California. We would love to have you worship with us any Saturday you are in our area. That was awesome. Make sure. I'm on? Awesome. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity once again be able to come together. Lord, we thank you for all of our moms out there, for those who've been a mother figure in our life, Lord. And as we now move forward into our, uh, the word, be with us in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, everybody. How y'all doing? All right. It was December of 1994. Uh, I think it was Wheaton Valley Academy versus uh, Wabonsi Valley. It was a soccer match. And uh, Wabonsi Valley was uh, the favorite. They were supposed to destroy Wheaton Christian Academy. However, in the closing seconds of the game, senior Rob Mao, hope I'm pronounced his name correctly, got the soccer ball, and he started to dribble, and he started to make his way all the way across the field. And just as he was about to kick, he could see on the, 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 the uh, post where it showed the scores and also the time, he saw that as his foot was about to kick the ball, it hit zero, 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 zero. Well, his foot had naturally already kicked the ball and it made the goal. His whole team shouted with joy because the game was tied, and yet he thought they thought he had scored the winning goal. Of course, Wabonsi Valley, their fans cried foul, saying, no, the time had already passed. It was too late. Rob had to make a decision at, there, at that point. Would he just stay silent? and hopefully get away with it? Or should he do the right thing? He talked to his coaches, and he told them it was clear. The time had already passed. He and his coaches went to meet the other team, and they said, you guys have won. Now, Bob Green wrote an article about this, and he asked him, why, why would you do that? And uh, he, his response was, every time in your life you have an opportunity to do right, you should be thankful. For a person to know what right is and then not to do it, that would be a sin. To have won the fame, I mean, really, who cares? Doing the right thing is more important. Now, we're going through the book of Proverbs. Of course, there's a lot of wisdom that can be found in Proverbs, and uh, it deals with a number of, of moral and ethical issues. For instance, I, you, it talks about, hey, how should we treat animals? How we should live? how we should deal with temptation. Holding firm, for instance, to your marital vows. How you relate to one another. Keeping your vows. How should you live your life? There's plenty of challenges in life that deals with morality and ethics. How do we make decisions? It seems like almost every, every day there's a new problem that, that, you know, it's like, well, Never heard of that. How do, we, how do we handle that? Or even just regular things that come up and saying, hey, 
I know that. It's not good for me. I know I should walk away. Dealing with issues. The path. The path is not always clear. For, you, for maybe those who are a little uh, older, when you look back when you were a kid, did you think, I know what I was going to do for the rest of my life? Or maybe when you finished high school, you were thinking, I have no idea what I'm going to do with my life. Sometimes along the way, the path gets a little twisty, and, and sometimes things don't turn out the way that you want them to be. Sometimes life, it's not always clear what you should do. There are challenges and situations that we sometimes perhaps don't even have answers for. But there's a promise, one that many of us probably know. Trust, okay? Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Have you ever been lost, like legitimately lost? I don't know if I've told this story before, but many, many years ago, when I first became a pastor, I'd met a, a colleague, Will Sellers. He can validate this story, true story. <laughs> He's a pastor at the Bridge Crest Church now. But um, it was December of 2006, and we had decided we wanted to go backpacking. And so we went up to Mount San Bernardino Peak. Uh, my mom was gracious enough to be able to drop us off uh, in, in Angela Soaks at the trailhead because we were going to do a point-to-point. -point. We would hike over the peak and then down into Forest Falls. And that trip, uh, it was a bear. It was hard. Um, I didn't drink enough water. I was dehydrated. I remember going to bed. I was so exhausted. I remember falling asleep at 7 o'clock and waking up the next day at 7 a.m. in the morning. And I never sleep more than eight hours. But that night, I was able to sleep over 12 hours. So finally, I, I felt a little bit refreshed. We got, to get, we got ready to go. We made our journey. We finally summited. And we started walking along the ridge. And then to get down into Forest Falls, we thought it would be a super awesome idea to create a little bit of extra adventure by going down this unmaintained trail. I don't think it even has a name. Um, and we learned that <laughs> you should do your due diligence when it says unmaintained, it's literally unmaintained. Because maybe about a third of the way down, the trail just, you couldn't find it. All of these leaves had dumped down and it was really, really, really steep. There was that one point where um, we started to slide. It was almost like the leaves had turned into snow and it was so steep that you just, you cannot stop. And so uh, <laughs> we kind of slid down and finally we were able to stop, try to reorient ourselves, trying to figure out where we were. We looked across and we saw that there was an encampment. There was also plenty of buckets and uh, hoses and tarps and maybe some plants. Some of you know where I'm going with this. And then all of a sudden, uh-oh, we stepped onto somebody's camp, and not the good kind of camp. We were even more anxious to get away because we didn't want to come across anybody thinking that we tried to invade their territory. And the only, the only way that we figured we could get out of the mess, we knew we had to head down that way. We just slowly but gingerly started to just keep going down this ravine until finally, finally, we found the trail. But there was a good 15 to 20 minutes where we had no idea where we were at. 
And we tried to find, we tried to look, we had tried to see, and there was no evidence of a trail. So we just, we thought, okay, the best measure, we can at least try to go down this way and it'll be able to provide some security for the most part. But it was one of the scariest moments of my life being in, in the mountains where I thought, if I fall, I could seriously get hurt. And it was also later in the day. It was probably about maybe 4.30, and I had to be at a board meeting in San Gabriel by 7, so I was anxious to get down. Finally, when we found the trail, it was such a relief. There was solid ground. There was solid footing. But, man, that 15, 20 minutes, my heart was pounding. My heart was shaking because it was scary. It was disconcerting. Trying to get somewhere, you need to have some kind of reference point. Now, when you're lost, you need to make a decision. What are you going to do? In fact, the other thing is, you have to come up with the idea, you have to ask yourself, do I have all of the facts? Now, I didn't have all the facts, but we had to make an educated decision, the best decision. So sometimes I just mean stop looking around and, you know, uh, metaphorically, do I have all of the facts for this? Sometimes just stopping to think helps us to be able to see more clearly. When we're so super focused on something, we're not able to see around maybe even the potential danger. It's kind of like maybe you're also continuing on a footpath, and if you're only looking at the ground, all right, because maybe there's rocks, there's branches, there's, there's uh, shrubs, yeah, it's easy. You could easily trip and, 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 and hurt yourself. But if you're also not looking up, you also may see the branch. You may not see the branch that's coming towards you as you're walking down and you could hit your head. So ask yourself, do I have all of the facts? Proverbs 13, sorry, 18 verse 13 says, to answer before listening, that is folly and shame. The heart of the discerning acquires knowledge, for the ears of the wise seek it out. In a lawsuit, the first to speak seems right until someone comes forward and cross-examines. You know, we have the ability to have a lifetime of learning, and as we go through life, you know, we learn from our mistakes, and we can hopefully therefore make better decisions. Some of you perhaps have heard this saying, God gave us two ears, two eyes, and one mouth. So listen and look twice before you speak. When, when, you, when you move forward, how you carry yourself is important. To listen and, and to, to think, hear before we speak, before we come to a conclusion, a decision. And again, as... We've looked back, if we look back, does my past and the motives that I have inform my decisions and objectives? So yeah, our past, certainly, it can inform our, our, our future, especially when we've made those mistakes that we can learn from. Sometimes they can be painful, but it also can remind us, hey, that's not how I want to live anymore. I want to live in a new way, a better way. Sometimes you may feel like, hey, I'm in a rut. What can you do that's new? Try something new. 
And yet when we're also having to make a, a, a tough decision, maybe we also have to ask ourselves, how does this reflect God? Does this reflect God positively, negatively? Am I doing this for God? Or am I doing it for me? What's your motivation? Do you have an ulterior motive? Have you ever met someone, or I should say, have you ever worked with somebody who you know that all they are invested in is for themselves? Maybe they're trying to get promoted quicker. Um, or maybe you just know somebody who is it's basically just for them. And the sad truth is we all recognize it and see it. And especially when you're in leadership, don't look out for yourselves, but look out for others. If you truly want to grow and you want to truly lead and be successful, be there to help your coworkers, your friends, and your family. Not think about yourself. Humility, as we talked about last week, humility is a key trait in helping define decisions. Don't just rely on yourself, but is there wisdom in seeking help from others? Absolutely. I think that's one of the benefits of, of, of being in the church. In fact, when you look at the life of Jesus, he took the disciples, 12 men, and he invested his life into them. He modeled, he mentored them, he taught them. And eventually, as the disciples uh, you know, went out, they started the church, they were leading the church. There were times, especially in the book of Acts, where they were wrestling with certain issues. And they got together, they prayed, and they tried to find a clear answer. And finally, to collectively, and they sought wisdom, they, they looked in the past, and they realized, hey, this is the way that we should do it. And it was there that they were able to move forward in a healthy, productive way. And that's one of the part of the benefits of being able to be a part of a church and a fellowship, to meet new people, to create friendships, to develop them. And, and to be able to look out and to help one another, especially if there are challenges. Proverbs 11, verse 4 says, For the lack of guidance, a nation falls, but victory is won through many advisors. When we talk about making decisions, it's important to be able to have people that you can trust, that you can go to, and who give good advice. Seek those people out. Now, in life, there's also the potential for, for red lights. Are there red lights that gives me or gives you pause? So, without a doubt, at least, at least once a week, okay, I get a phone call from somebody claiming that, do they want to ask, uh, they, they're asking if I want to extend my car warranty. <laughs> All right, maybe, have you, all have you ever received that phone call? All right, my other favorite one. So yeah, several years ago, I was with, uh, I was with Lisa, and we were, we were sitting down at her parents' place, and somebody allegedly from the IRS calls their home and says, you owe however much it was. I'm just going to make it up, okay? You owe $3,000. You know, and if you don't do anything, you're going to what? They're going to send somebody to, to, to arrest you, or I, I can't remember exactly, but you, you, know this, you know this story, okay, a scam, okay? It's popular on the internet as well, especially guys going after them. It's rather interesting. Um, all of a sudden, like, red flags pick up. 
So for instance, like the IRS is never just going to call you up and say, hey, you owe this amount of money, you need to pay us. No, because if you've ever had to deal with the IRS, what they do is they send you a letter, a real letter, car copy, and they inform you, you have 30 days to either get more information, to dispute it, or pay it. And so, in life, when you're trying to make decisions, when you start to think, is this a good idea of red flags start to pop up? Hey, give pause. Hey, that's what the Holy Spirit is there to help lead and to guide you. And remember, going back to our first verse that we talked about, trust in the Lord always with all of your heart. Okay, God will help you to smooth the path. Look out for red flags. God gives us warning lights to be able to help us to make better informed decisions. One of the last things I want to talk about, too, this is a hard truth, but if you truly have good friends, honest friends, who really care about you, they're going to tell you the truth. Wounds, sorry, uh, this is Proverbs 27, verse 6. It says, wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. True friends and your true, true loved ones will tell you the truth, especially if you're down, going down a path that may not be so um, productive because they care about you, because they love you. Yet if there's somebody who just wants to get something from you, they'll tell you anything. They'll build you up, right? And, and they'll make you feel great, but you don't want to go down that route. Having loved ones who are around you can help you to make better informed decisions. Even sometimes you got to admit, oh, yeah, maybe I messed up there. Oh, I really want that, but I know it's, it's not good for me. The final thing that we have to ask ourselves when we're making decisions, when it comes to decisions of right and wrong, morality, will my influence and witness be questioned? Because sometimes, you know, we could make decisions that affect how we're perceived. And even uh, Proverbs 25, verse 26 says, like a muddied spring or a polluted well are the righteous who give way to the wicked. When we make decisions, we have to think about the long-term consequences. Are there long-term potential ramifications? When we're called to do the right thing, when it's a moral issue, yes, we have to stand firm. But think about, too, the choices that we make. Does it honor God? Does it honor our family? Or is it potential for trouble? And the last thing is, is there a better way? There's always a way. Sometimes it may be a, a tough choice, maybe a challenging choice, but if it's the right choice, no one can fault you for that to be faithful, to, be, to, to stay true to what God has called you to do. So especially, you know, for our, 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 younger, our younger friends here, whether you're here or online, you know, life is going to be full of challenges. It's going to be full of obstacles. There's going to be things people are going to maybe ask something of you that you probably shouldn't go down. Make good decisions. And that at, in, the night, in the evening, when you lay your head, you can sleep with peace, knowing you did the right thing. Proverbs 
has a lot of wisdom to be able to help us to make good decisions. It helps us to think. You know, the book of Proverbs, it's, it's challenging because there's just so many uh, good sayings and they're spread all over the place. But I hope that as you journey, now right now we're, you know, we're reading a proverb a day. Uh, I hope that this has been a blessing to you and that you're finding uh, little nuggets and kernels that you can be able to apply every day to your life. And if you continue to lean on God, even when challenges come up, there's always a way that God can help pull you out of it to do the right thing. Let us pray. Father in heaven, Lord, in this life we are challenged by many things, but yet you are faithful. When obstacles come, Lord, especially when we're asked to do something that we shouldn't do. Help us to be faithful and true to you to do the right thing. Help us to care for one another, to love one another. May our, our dealings with others be true and honorable. May the decisions that we make positively reflect you. Help us to be a faithful people and that others may know who Downey Church is, that we are a place of love, a place where people can come and they can know who you are and God, above all, accept you and as well go out and share you with others. Thank you for your goodness. And as well, we've talked about moms. Thank you for all of our moms. Bless them. And I pray that uh, tomorrow especially that they have a wonderful day and uh, just thank you for the blessing that they are. In Jesus' name, amen. Grace and peace, everybody. Have a great week. Take care.